Challenges of Faith radio program. My name is Gary McCants, and I would like to acknowledge our listeners and thank Cat Atwood for making tonight possible.
Listeners, as you know, my prayer for 2021 was to go before God and ask who should be on the program. Someone that is real from the inside and no matter what, leave it up to him. So one night I could not sleep and came across the story of our guest, reached out to Kat, and here we are, thankfully to God. So the question is, how does one go from singing in a church, school, and college choir to modeling one-way walk, commercials, and now a rising Christian country, gospel singing, and recording artist? Someone whose latest single, Walking in Your Wonderful Light, the song you just heard, is moving rapidly up the Christian Top 20 and Southern Inspirations chart. Well, we're going to take a walk along the sojourn of our beloved sister of the faith, Rhonda Towns. Rhonda, welcome to Challenges of Faith radio program. Hey, Gary. How are you doing? Thank you for having me. I really appreciate this opportunity. Thank you so much. (laughs) Hey, it's an honor to have you on. It is an honor to have you on. And I'm excited to hear about your sojourn. But first and foremost, congratulations on your new single. Well, you are so welcome. Uh, Walking in in your wonderful light. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How are you and your loved ones? We're doing well. Uh, I actually live in Arizona, so uh, the temperature is going up. It's uh, right now probably about 101 to 102 degrees outside, so <laughs> that's where I currently live right now. But uh, we're we're doing mm-hmm. all right. We're doing just fine. Yeah, yeah. Good. Rhonda, what were your aspirations while growing up in Alabama? Oh, my gosh. Um, I was born in Gary, Indiana. I grew up in Alabama. Uh, I'm a PK, a preacher's kid. Uh, started singing in the church like a lot of artists do and uh, at four years old. And uh, that was just a part of my life. Uh, we were involved in the community. Uh, we uh, did different things in the community, like going out and uh, doing fundraisers in the church. Uh, and uh, my mom was also involved in the community as well. So that was really a part of, of our upbringing. Uh, but uh, starting out singing at four years old, that's where I, my humble beginnings began. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, of course, you know, like mm-hmm. I said, I was born in Gary, Indiana, grew up in Alabama. And when I first mm-hmm. came to Alabama, I started getting into talent shows. Uh, my teacher uh, took a liking to me, took an interest. Uh, I got involved in public speaking, and uh, it just just took on from there. And I can remember my first talent show winning first place. I won second place the second year. I was involved in track and high school volleyball. I was a cheerleader. So it was an all-rounded uh, childhood upbringing. It's pretty much being a PK, a preacher's kid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, yeah. and, and, uh, knowing that your beloved dad is, uh, Translated over, absent from the body and present with the Lord. But what songs did you sing, and why were they your father's favorite songs? Well, uh, it's it's you know kind of a story. You know, when you're the preacher's kid, uh, you're kind of the 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 the, the pick of at church. Uh, people think that mm. you're spoiled. <laughs> they really do. But uh, my my dad, he liked for me to sing "Never Grow Old." Uh, he liked for me to sing uh, Jesus Loves Me, but his favorite was Never Grow Old. 
And I can remember uh, when I was born in Gary, Indiana, my grandmother, she was the one, which was my mom's mother. She actually uh, was kind of my teacher. She played piano. So what she would do is she kind of trained me to stand in attention when I would sing from a little girl, <laughs> five years old, when I really started singing. And uh, so when we moved from Gary, Indiana, uh, we went to Alabama. But my dad pastored two churches in Gary, Indiana. And then we moved to Alabama. My father pastored two churches there. And then uh, my Uncle Eli replaced uh, my, uh, my grandmother, uh, Rosie Sims, uh, when I went to Alabama. So uh, he was, he kind of taught me, he kind of took her place because I was in Alabama and so my grandmother wasn't there. So he took my place there and uh, my dad loved that song, Never Grow Old. Uh, Rock of Ages was kind of like my first solo, my debut solo when I uh, first moved to Alabama. But uh, it was, it's something though, because uh, my dad uh, would always want me to sing before he would preach. (laughs) And because I was little, I was younger, it was kind of like, okay, Daddy, I don't want to sing today. You're making me, you're embarrassing me how kids would say. <laughs> so, and before he would leave, he would say to me, he was like, I want you to sing Never Go On. I'm like, oh, no, Daddy, I don't want to sing today. I don't want to sing today. But he knew when I really didn't want to sing. And then he would go on ahead and uh, he would deliver his sermon. But then there was a time when I would look at him. And uh, I would be ready to sing his favorite song, which was Never Grow Old. Yeah. yeah. You know you were spoiled. So, yeah, I was spoiled. <laughs> yeah, I was laughing while I was too. listening really to you. Uh-huh. I was laughing. I, I was reminded uh, my beloved uh, parents and my dad have uh, translated over, and uh, uh, they're from Alabama. And when you mentioned your uh, uh your grandmother's uh, uh, husband, um, my father, and his father's name was Eli. And I was laughing because uh, my grandmother, who kind of mentored me, uh, called her mother, and she always, along with my cousin, uh, tried to make us uh, uh, not the PKs, but the preachers. Mm-hmm. And I was just laughing at your story. And then when you said yeah. that... Uh, you didn't want to sing, and then finally when you wanted to sing, you know, I was just laughing at that because he knew <laughs> that in your voice probably was a calming voice, kind of like the song that came yeah. on, And uh, but it was funny. Rhonda, yeah. Yeah. you continued well, uh-huh. singing in school and at college, but you also began modeling and appearing on TV and making commercials. Would you share with the listeners your various modeling, TV, and commercial appearances, and what challenges did you face, if any? Oh, wow. It was um, automatic when I first moved here uh, to Arizona is when I really started pursuing uh, the career in the modeling uh, career, and I uh, was able to get an agent, and um, uh, my first uh, modeling uh, job. Uh, well, actually, with my first uh, national commercial was a Maxwell House commercial, and that was something that uh, was, you know, pretty easy for me to do here locally. Uh, you know, I did a, a, a Maxwell House commercial, uh, PetSmart commercials as well, uh, Kmart, uh, Jacqueline Smith, um, she t- handpicked me to do her Kmart ads. 
which was absolutely amazing. But it, there came a time when I really, really realized that, um, you know, what's my true talent? Uh, what, what, do, what is my gift uh, that our Heavenly Father uh, instilled in me that I knew was my gift? And I can remember uh, going on uh, Star Search and, um, as a country music artist. And, but before that, I said to my mom, I was like, you know, I, I really feel like that I should go on ahead and just really start focusing in on the singing. And my agent, uh, she got the audition for me on Star Search. And that was really my debut uh, into uh, nationally uh, the country music scene was going on Star Search. But modeling was, was easy for me. It really honestly and truly was. And um, that, like I said, that was the beginning of me. Once I, I won once, I got bumped off the second time. And then that's when I immediately started uh, going uh, to Nashville. And in going to Nashville, I had, a, uh, had sent in a demo a couple of weeks uh, before I started going and I got a response, uh, but I was passed on. Uh, but uh, the friend uh, that she's still my friend today, Shannon uh, Finnegan, uh, she uh, referred me over to an attorney, and I was talking to him on the phone, and he referred me over to, to Nora Wilson, which we all Nora, knew Nora, who Nora Wilson was. He uh, was the first producer for Kenny Chesney, wrote a picture of me without you for Lori Morgan. And um, when I was talking to him, he says, well, I'm going to set you up with, uh, with uh, Nora Wilson. And I said, but I just want to let you know before I get off the phone, I says, I'm a black country music artist. And I heard this little silence that was there. <laughs> <laughs> and then he says, "Oh, okay, like that." And uh, but I will never forget when I I went to go uh, uh, at, at the time. It was my husband at the time, but we have uh, you know divorced. But we went to uh, his office. Uh, we took the karaoke box with us. The suitcase flew in from Arizona and put the karaoke box uh, on the floor. Noro finally came out, and then he talked to me and he told me to go back to uh, Phoenix and do a demo. And then uh, my husband at the time, he says, well, wait a minute. He's like, she's got the karaoke box right here in the suitcase. She's going to sing for you right now. <laughs> and I sang a picture of me, <laughs> you know, a picture of me without you that he wrote for Lori Morgan and Noro right there. He says, I will uh, pr produce this project on you. And he produced four songs. And Slow Rain was one of the four songs that he produced on me. So, you know, you can't do that anymore. You know, just go into <laughs> a major producer's uh, office and somebody's got the karaoke box or the suitcase and then pull it out <laughs> and then sing a song for a major producer because he was a major producer. So that's kind of a funny story. But, uh, you know, there have been some challenges along the way, um, but at the same time, you can't give up, and that was instilled in me at a very, very early age uh, uh, growing up, that there's no such thing as can't. If they can do it, you can do it too. So uh, it's kind of like that gotcha. cheer that I learned in high school. <laughs> I can, I can. Mm -hmm. so, yeah, yeah. So there's that, little, there's that little story there. That's right. All right. So, listeners, we're going to slow Rhonda down because she has a powerful sojourn, and I'm excited about hearing it. I know you, the listeners, are, and I know that Rhonda's excited about sharing it. So God continues his hand of favor upon your endeavors. And, listeners, listen very carefully 
as Rhonda shares her sojourn because you're going to see how that God is walking her along behind the scene. Rhonda, did there ever come a time, I alluded to it earlier, but did it ever come a time where you went before God desiring to know what your gifts were? And if so, what did you learn? Um, as when we're young, the thing about it is we kind of, uh, I don't want to say stray away, but when he instills something in you, as far as like for your gift, uh, you have to come to a place to where you know that that is your gift. And that's what I had to come through. And in going through, um, and I would say the most challenging part of my life, I mean, I lost my dad back in 2008, actually 2010, my brother in 2007. And then going through uh, the divorce was a very, very challenging time in my life. Because the one thing about it is, is that when God brings something together, even with a marriage that's not supposed to be together, you still spend that time. So it's it's, it's, it's one plus one is one. It's not, one, it's not one, one plus one is two. It's one plus one is one. And you become one. So it's that time in your life that you spend so much time developing. And I can remember uh, when I knew that uh, everything uh, had to come to a close because I knew that if it didn't, it would, it would destroy me. And... Uh, so the one thing that I had to do is, is after everything was dissolved and after everything was over, I had to spend that time of healing. That's what I had to do. And one thing about it is, is if God brings you to it, he will definitely bring you through it. But I had to give myself time to heal. And I remember I had spoken with the program director uh, that, had op- that had literally broke four of my songs, and his name was Michael. And I was talking to him about what I was going through. And he was like, well, Rhonda, you need to get back to your singing. And I will never forget, I said, I don't even know if I even want to sing again. And, and that's not me because I'm such a strong person. And, but at the same time, I knew I had to heal. And I remember I was listening to T.D. Jakes uh, on TV. And you know how the ministers are talking and they'll say, you know, there's somebody out there. I know this message is for you. The Lord told me to tell you. And he spoke. He says, the Lord told me to tell you, I want you to come back to you. And I was like, wow, that resonated in my spirit, my soul. And I knew it was the Holy Ghost that was speaking to me. And I knew I needed to hear that. Because when you say sticks and stones will break your bones, but words will never hurt. Words can, terrible words spoken can uh, go can literally stay with you until you take your last breath. And when it was time for me to uh, come back into the music part of it, it was like, okay, I've got to make sure that I I'm healed first. And I will never forget. I put the uh, the CD in the car uh, uh, in 2017. It was about about a year and a half after uh, the divorce, and the song came on. Uh, walking in your wonderful life. And it said, there was a time that I felt so low. I had nowhere to go. I was barely hanging on. All my hope was gone. But then you came, you turned my world around. Then you came, helped put my feet on solid ground. And then the tears started streaming down my uh, face as I was driving in the car listening to this song. 
And this song was like literally written, Gary, 39 years ago by Teddy Hayes, the writer. And, um, and I asked him, I said, Teddy, I was like, how did you write this song? And he told me, he says, Rhonda, he says, I was in New York walking down the street. He says, I only had $2 in my pocket. And he says, and, and I'm going to tell you, Gary, 39 years ago, there, was, there were only pagers. <laughs> and there were no cell phones like there are right now. And what he did was is he got, went to, got to a telephone booth, put whatever it cost to call the answering machine at his apartment. He started singing this song into the answering machine. So that's how that mm-hmm. song was written 39 years ago. And I told him, I was like, Teddy, you know you wrote this song for me. And this song came to me through Mike Abbott, which was the, um, the uh, senior vice president of MCA Records back in the, uh, the late, in the early 80s. And Mike Abbott was responsible for, uh, you remember that song, The Hustle? that was so mm-hmm. popular in the late seventies, mm-hmm. his son, mm-hmm. his nephew, Gregory Abbott. And, uh, but mm-hmm. in that moment in the car, I knew then, and I, I promised the Lord at that moment, I said to him, I said, Lord, you bring me through this. You bring me through all the, the pain that I'm going through, that I have gone through. And no matter what it looks like, I says, I promise you, I promise you, I will sing for you because you gave me this gift. You gave it to me. Nobody else gave it to me. And it's like, you know, the song, the world didn't give it, the world can't take it away. And um, I, at that moment, I made up my mind. And I had tried to release this song back in 2014. Couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. Had a little CD party. Mm-hmm. Then in 2015, everything started falling <laughs> apart with my personal life. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. one thing about it is, is God knows when you're ready. And when I think That's about right. the state of mind that I was in, you know, five, six years ago, I couldn't even talk to you like this about my journey or my sojourn in, in coming back um, to singing. So, uh, but mm-hmm. I, I, I promised mm-hmm. him. And people will say, well, why don't you sing this? Why don't you sing, you know, this R&B song? I was like, oh, no, 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 no. People try to, just because I am a black artist, mm-hmm. they would try mm-hmm. to pigeon told me into singing a certain way or this is what you need to sing. And I would just look at him kind of like what Tyler Perry, was. When, you, when God gives you a vision <laughs> and you know it and you know that he's the one that has brought you through it, oh, my gosh. Right. As long That's as you're right. true to him and if he did it for you and the message in the song, even though it feels like, Gary, you are in darkness, even if you feel like you're in darkness, as long as you know that you are walking in his wonderful life. I mean, I would be walking my dogs outside. I would be behind my shades with tears. And I would say, Lord, mm-hmm. you promised me. You said you would not forsake or leave me alone. You promised me that you would take care of me like you take care of the birds of the air. And, um, I, and then here I am. Here I am. Mm-hmm. And in February, February the 6th, because I got COVID. You asked me before I went on air. I got COVID uh, from a, a family member in, in the beginning of January, and I was like, oh, God. But because <laughs> of my power walking, because of eating well, uh, it, was, right. it was light. And so, so, many, so many people uh, have not been blessed. You know, they go through it. We've lost mm-hmm. so many people from COVID-19. But, mm-hmm. you know, I, because of me uh, taking care of myself, and staying in that mm-hmm. secret place with our Heavenly Father, Psalms 91. You know, the Lord is my shepherd, I do That's not right. want. Um, I That's was able right. to uh, come through it. 
And then in February, after I got through co- uh, uh, done with COVID, uh, I was talking to my mom, and my my mom always sometimes she kind of I was how you say someone gets on your nerves because they keep picking <laughs> at you. But my father, he could always say something to me that really, really would resonate in my spirit. That it was like, okay, I hear you. I hear what you're saying. Because it would be times I would come to him, and he would, I would say, Daddy, what do I do? What do I do right now? And he would just say, he would just stop what he was doing. And I'm a lot like him. He would say, Rhonda Gale, when you feel like you can't stand, you stand there anyhow. And he would say, anyhow, because right. anyhow is Southern. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. Southern. Mm-hmm. He said, you stand there. And then he would just go on about his, go on about his business. But my mom, she's more direct. And it was uh, February the 6th. I, I will never forget it. And and I kept on talking about, you know, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to release it. And um, she's like, what are you waiting for? Why have you not done this? Let's, let's, let's do this. And my mom is 91 years old. She's talking to me like mm-hmm. I'm a little kid, you know. <laughs> she's like, you need to do this. What are you waiting for? And that was in February. And then here we are right now, Gary. We're at the uh, end of May, so and look at where the song is. Mm-hmm. Look at where it is right now. It's uh, it's it, it's on the charts. We've gotten great mm-hmm. reviews. It was top ten most added single of the week at number five on Music Row. Uh, mm-hmm. So we're we're doing really well, and there's more opportunities coming. And you know, like you, thank you so much for <laughs> having me on the show. But there have been some challenges, but. Like I said before, if God brings you to it, he will bring you through it. And he has brought me That's to right. the other side so that I can get out here and I can sing for him and be bold to hopefully help That's someone right. else that, you That's know, right. that has gone through what, what I went through. And, again, he, he's answered my prayers released to having someone real on, coming from the inside out. And I was thinking about what you were sharing because, as you indicated, you happen to be listening to a pastor and God will use anybody. It's kind of like correlating back to his word where he used the donkey for yes. one person that belonged to him. And it's only when we're ready to receive. And, again, as you have shared, especially for the listeners and also applicable to myself, that um, irrespective of the trials, we know that God is still with us. And uh, I'm enjoying listening to you because in correlation, uh, I can recall, uh, recently coming out of healing as well, the inner healing that needed to be done. So I enjoy yeah. listening to how God is providing you that confirmation that was needed. And, and of course, down here on earth, your beloved mom was always going to think you're still that little old baby that's still in that crib <laughs> until you're <laughs> 3,000 years of age. And so I understand oh, yeah. that. I know. Oh, yes. Yeah. But, absolutely, um, absolutely. <laughs> so you got that confirmation from God, and you knew what you needed to do, singing-wise, and you had that spurring on from your mom, and you had that beloved friend, a friend early on telling you that you sounded like a white girl trying to sing like a black girl, and you knew who you are and who you oh. need to be in God. <laughs> you entered a competition as a female country music singer leading to the open doors. Listeners, it's said that Rhonda's creative ambition and vocal performances are influenced by Aretha Franklin, Whitney Houston, 
Patsy Cline, Dolly Parton, Lionel Richie, Reba, Loretta Lynn, Charlie Pride, and Vincent Gill. Rhonda, how were you received when appearing on BET? Oh, my gosh, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, here, here was the thing, uh, and, I, and I have to uh, give credit to uh, the Black Country Music Association, uh, which was Frankie Staten. She was the president of the Black Country Music Association. And uh, before that, I had actually debuted over in Switzerland uh, uh, on the uh, 16th Annual International uh, Country Music uh, Festival. I was seen over at Cafe Milano, uh, one of Frankie Staten's uh, showcases uh, for artists in, in country music. And um, so right after that, uh, so let me just, let me back up a little bit. Uh, the uh, promoter for the uh, International Country Music Festival in Switzerland, ironically, I was on stage when he walked through the door and I was mm. uh, singing a song. And it was only in God's timing because uh, from that, he took uh, myself and my band over there. And that was my first uh, professional um, uh, uh, gig overseas in 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 Switzerland, and uh, you know from there I got you know flew all of us over there, and it was just absolutely amazing. And then Frankie had been trying to get uh, a black artist on the BET uh, network, and she had submitted uh, other artists in a package as well, and I was one of the artists that she submitted, and uh, they asked if I could. I would be the one that would uh, go on and represent uh, black uh, country music artists in the country music industry. And uh, we performed Storm Before the Calm, but I can remember when I got there, it was like the little uh, whispering was, well, what is she going to wear? <laughs> is she going to have a cowboy hat on? <laughs> what is she going to sing? <laughs> and they, they really didn't know what to to think. And it's like when I got there and I – we did our sound check. And it was like, oh, whoa! <laughs> and we're gonna put that. We're gonna put it on on Facebook and put it out there in social media. So that was a great performance. Uh, Storm before the uh, Storm before the calm. Gary Talley, which was the elite guitar player with the uh, box top. He was my uh, guitar player. Uh, very un- amazing uh, musicians that accompanied me, and we sat down. On BET, and I, like I said, I was the first black female country music artist to debut on the network. And we talked about, you know, black cowboys, the Buffalo Soldiers, our history in mm-hmm. uh, country music, uh, you know, just to let uh, the audience know. But it was an amazing mm-hmm. uh, experience, and uh, we got an amazing uh, response. So I've been kind mm-hmm. of like the pioneer, uh, like a Charlie Pride that I, you know, working mm-hmm. with uh, Harold mm-hmm. Shedd, Nora Wilson, Jim Cotton, and I came on the scene uh, over 20 years ago to help some of the mm-hmm. artists that are out there right now. And, of course, Frankie Staten as well. She was before me, and then she was the one that helped me uh, to be able to get on uh, BET and, like I said, to debut on um, the uh, 16th Annual International Country Music Festival in mm-hmm. Switzerland. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, but it was. And I and, and when I came on stage, I, I was dressed like I was going to church. I wasn't wearing a cowboy hat. And, you know, a lot of people <laughs> do. They wear that's That's fine. But, I, you know, I, I, I dressed up uh, like I was, you know, the chic country look. <laughs> uh, 
But it was kind of funny, though. So that was kind of circulating around when I got there. What's she going to wear? What's she going to sing? <laughs> but we tore the house down. We really did. And it, it, it was awesome. It really was. So. It sounds like you had some yeah. fun. <laughs> yeah, sounds like you were did. messing we with did. people, It was too. a great experience. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cause I came in with my, I came in with a, uh, with a cap on. That's what I came came in with. I didn't have a cowboy uh-huh. hat on, but I came in with the uh-huh. cap on. So yeah, yeah all incognito. <laughs> but you know, incognito. and listening, you know, I uh-huh. think, um, and what you're what you're sharing and showing historically, you know, a lot of people, if they really want to know their roots, uh, uh, coming from the south, going north, or wherever they happen to go, and North going south, you know, uh, one needs to understand it and appreciate it. And what you're doing is you are showing and sharing it. And, and that's the beautiful part of Bella, even to such a degree that, uh, like you said, going abroad and showing uh, mm-hmm. your vocal cords that God blessed you with, the ones that your beloved dad wanted to always hear and your beloved mom made sure that you got out there and showcased. Rhonda, God continued his hand of favor on you, and you were blessed to form your own independent label. What is the name of it, and what songs were released under it? The, I, I actually um, started the label back in 1998 is when I started the label. When I first started journeying and going back and forth in Nashville, and I I uh, named the label Dawn Records, and you know what Dawn is. It's just before the break of day, and um, um, under that um, label name, uh, it was, uh, I produced, uh, well, Nora Wilson produced four songs on me, and one was, uh, of course, Slow Rain, Go On With your with Yourself, I've Heard the Wind Blow. Um, he produced uh, those four songs. And then I came back and I worked with uh, with Jim Cotton, and of course we know Jim Cotton. He was the uh, first producer for uh, Billy Ray Cyrus, uh, Achy Breaky Heart. Uh, he and uh, Joe Skate. And uh, then uh, what happened was is that um, Jim Cotton and Harold Shedd they came together, and they produced "I Want to Be Loved by You." <laughs> That's the Bernie Nelson, Shane Teeter song, uh, Something Better. Uh, so there's 10 songs on the project all together. And I can remember uh, we had, I had got nine songs finished, but when I went into the studio with uh, Harold Shedd and Jim, Jim Cotton to do I Want to Be Loved by You and Something Better, I performed Something Better first. And then it was time for me to sing I Want to Be Loved by You, and, I, and you've heard the song. But I will never forget uh, Harold Shedd when Harold, because I always like for him to come and listen to what I've done, because out of those um, three producers, Harold Shedd is still living. But we lost um, Jim Cotton and we lost Nora Wilson. And um, so last year I went back in the studio. I put the song back up on the board again, because I I recorded in 2010 and then 2012. I went back to Nashville and recorded six songs, and that's where you get Walking in Your Wonderful Life. But uh, uh, Jim and Harold came together, and I will never forget when Harold heard I Want to Be Loved by You. Because, you know, you have at the end, I want a big black Cadillac and I ride my train on the fastest track. Wake up every morning feeling brand new. I'll take two one-way tickets to paradise.
I want to roll seven when I roll the dice, and most of all, I want to be loved by you. But that part, and he was sitting there listening to it as we were, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. you got the engineer because Jim was there helping engineer mm-hmm. it and everything. And he, he he played it. He turned around and looked at me. And you know when something's good, when Harold Shedd said, mm-hmm. God Almighty. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, we got some magic right here. So, And then mm-hmm. he came back, like I said, uh, when I put the songs back up on the board um, last year, because I went back. Uh, and Billy Sherrill uh, actually produced um, uh, you know, uh, Walking in Your Wonderful Light and all these other songs. But I, I wanted to get Harold Shedd's opinion on some of the songs that I recorded in 2010 and then 2012. And he came in to the, into the studio and sat down with me and listened to him and, you know, got the okay on these songs. He's like, it's good, Rhonda. It's, it's, it's really good. So. Um, mm-hmm. But that's how that's how that's how everything happened, and and I can tell you we had nine songs finished with the um, with the old project, and I didn't even know how I was going to finish it. And I can remember um, coming uh, down from uh, Camp Verde. I was with, and I have you know I have to go back and say it again. Coming back with my husband at the time, and I had nine songs uh, completed. Uh, Jim Cotton had passed away, and I was like, how am I going going to finish this? And my dad would always say to me, use what you got, Rhonda Gale. God has given you everything that you need. Use what you got. And I said to myself, I was like, oh, my God, he's, he's telling me something. And um, so we were riding down. It was Christmas time in December at an event that he had, and I was helping him with uh, this event. And uh, coming down from Flagstaff, and Martina McBride came on the radio singing Oh Holy Night a cappella. And then, boom, the light bulb went off. <laughs> and just and it's amazing how God, how he works. And uh, the light bulb went off. And I said, oh, my gosh. I was like, I can sing a cappella, and I can sing on key. That's my gift to be able to sing. And I was like, I looked at him, and I said, I'm going to sing the Lord's Prayer a cappella. And he's like, no, why don't you do Amazing Grace? Why don't you do Jesus Loves Me? I said, no, everybody else has done, done that. I said, I want to give honor and thanks to our Heavenly Father. I was like, I'm going to do, that's how I got 10 songs to release Rhonda Towns, I Want to Be Loved by You. And it starts off, I truly believe in my heart when you believe something, you should first give thanks to the one that made it possible. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. And that's how it was finished, Gary. (laughs) Praise God. Mm-hmm. Never give up. Never give up. When you think the no, door is No, never give up. Mm-hmm. Never give up. Never give up. And you know, I'm oh. I'm I'm glad to uh, uh, to uh, hear uh, when you came out uh, the inner healing that was needed. That mm-hmm. uh, as God gave you that confirmation that even when oh, the yes. temptation came along and. And a friend wanted you to sing a song. Uh, you made it clear that your song, your singing, would give honor unto the Lord. And as you oh, kept that faith under Him, He's kept His hand of favor on you as these doors mm-hmm. will continue to open. Listeners, I've had an opportunity to listen to each of Rhonda's songs and really enjoyed her new single, Walking in Your Wonderful Life. 
and also found I want to be loved by you, something better, and slow rain, also intriguing. And listeners, as you know, the reason why I find them intriguing, the words, is because I write about relationships and talk about relationships and as I openly share, as I entered in 2021, from the inside out, from that inner healing, uh, part of my reconfirmation, even for my life, was to continue to talk about relationships and try to bring individuals together so that they can ponder for their own life. And it comes by many different ways. And again, when you listen to the words of songs, there are messages And here as we listen to Rhonda's story and her songs, and you had an opportunity a few minutes ago to hear her just share from the inside out her vocal cord that her mom, her beloved mom said, you know, what you waiting for? I'm paraphrasing. And we were able to hear her voice. And, of course, we heard that southern twang that should be there. But at the same time, the messages that needed to come from within. And she shared the story about, What's behind, I want to be loved by you and something better. Because through her sojourn, her faith-challenging sojourn, you keep hearing her allude to the challenges of her faith, and that takes many forms, one being personal relationships. And those personal relationships, as we all know, because there's no perfect person, we can find ourselves out there, whether it's the prodigal daughter or the prodigal son and vice versa, we can find ourselves standing still, and our loving Heavenly Father will always come along and make sure that he sends somebody along to get us to move forward so that we continue to be the person we need to be for him, but not only for him, for others that need to hear the message that's inside of us. And having said that, listeners, we're going to take a break, and when we return, we will continue with our beloved guests. Rhonda Town, powerful sojourn and powerful songs. So take a moment and listen to the words of her newly released songs as we continue with Rhonda's story. We'll return in two minutes and 43 seconds. And maybe. Even 
Welcome back to Challenges of Faith radio program. I'm Gary McCanthor, and our beloved guest is Rhonda Towns, a brethren of the household of faith. And the songs you're listening to this evening are all sung by her. And I know you're paying attention to the words. That's very important because you didn't tune in by accident. You tuned in because God would have you to hear because there's a message somewhere for your own life. And as you know, I'm all about genuine relationships. And having said that, Rhonda, as God leads you by his Holy Spirit, and I know you've been sharing your stories behind your songs. And again, for the listeners who are just tuning in, what's the story behind your new rising single, Walking in Your Wonderful Light? Oh, wow. Um, You know, this song, I I call it my resurrection song. (laughs) And it was very, very uh, important, uh, Gary, for me to get that song out uh, before Resurrection Sunday and, you know, to get it out there because there's a process. Uh, This song brought me literally back to singing. It reintroduced me um, to country music listeners, to country music fans. Um, I mean, it's really Rhonda Towns. And when I go back to talking about, you know, when I go back to what I said when being in the car, this song is literally, it was a cleansing for me. All of the words in this song is what I had to go through in order to heal in order to be able to come to this day, today, to be able to sit here and talk to you and tell you my testimony. (laughs) And it's kind of funny because, you know, when you're kids in church and you go to Bible school, you go to prayer service, you feel like you're at church every single day of the week, including Sunday. There's choir rehearsal. You know, you've got uh, spring uh, Bible study. And being the PK and then your mom teaches uh, you know, she teaches too as well, and it was like, okay, I can remember having to get up and say, it's, uh, you, you tell your testimony, and then I remember one time, you know, my dad said, well, Rhonda, get up and tell your testimony. We're at prayer service, <laughs> and I made a mistake and said, testimony, <laughs> <laughs> and everybody started laughing at me at church. It's like, okay, I felt so embarrassed, but this is my testimony. This is my testimony of me coming back. I know it's so funny, and we laugh about it all the time. And, and my and my dad, he was standing up there, and he was smiling at me. And I said, as I stand, I tell my testimony. And then all of a sudden, the smile just went off his face. <laughs> but, you know, and that's a little kid. You, you know, your parents, it's actually they're training you. They are literally training you. The Bible says train up a child in the way she, he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart. He'll come back to the teaching. And so um, now this is my testimony. This is what I had to go through in order to get back to singing. And, I, you know, and people say, you know, they have a soulmate. They have a true love. This is me coming back to my true love of singing. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I recorded this song back in 2012. And the gift of singing is my true love. It is my, 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 my complete and total true love. And, um, you know, I, I, like I said, I recorded it in 2012, did not know that I would have to go through everything. And, and I go back to me sitting in the car with the cleansing, the tears. God saw, God saw Teddy Hayes 
39 years ago. He wrote that song. Then here it is, I come back, Mike Abbott gives me this song. I didn't record the song. Then I go back and I record the song in 2012. It's still not ready to be released. God saw it then. And then he saw me in 2015, what I had to go through in my personal life. That was a big challenge. And then in 2017, when I was sitting in the car, when he died on that cross, when he died on that tree, what did he say? He says, it is finished. We are in a Mm -hmm. finished work. It's already done. And what we are doing is that we are walking into the path that God wants us to walk in. But you have to yield to him. Once you yield to him, everything just opens up. And you'd be like, well, how come I didn't do that sooner? (laughs) (laughs) Well, how how come I didn't do that a little bit earlier in life? But Mm -hmm. it's his timing. It's not about us. It never is about us. It's about him. It's all about him. It's all about him. That's right. You know, with uh, yeah. you, you're a comedian, and I say that out of respect. I was <laughs> laughing. I was laughing because uh, when you were talking about the testimony, I was I was reminded. Yeah. I thought I had it going on, and I was sitting down at a Bible study, and and the uh, the people surrounding me was older, and I had the nerve to tell them to turn to the book of Job, and they said, "Well, where is that at?" And they were telling me, you mean the book of Job, you know? And then that, that humbled me at the same time. And then, it, and then as I listened to you as you're sharing the fact that how God, no matter how he has done it, has allowed you to return to your first love. And I was mm-hmm. thinking about David, uh, when David, um, knowing who was with him through his trials and gave him the victory over his battles, and he entered mm-hmm. the city, and he was dancing and singing praise unto the Lord. You know, and then yes. you had this old king all jealous and envious of his relationship because the ladies at that time, they acknowledged, you know, uh, who David was in God. And that's all you're doing. Mm-hmm. And as long as you keep him, you know, he's Absolutely. always going to make sure that, that he is honored. So, Rhonda, with right. the healing. And a renewed desire to sing again. And here God has given you his favor. You reentered the music industry. You began reusing the gift that God blessed you with since four years of age. Isn't it funny how our God of many chances, you know, a genuine relationship with somebody was never let us down, never let us down. And you talked about that as relates to why you call your new song, your new single, your resurrection song. How can the listeners purchase Walking in Your Wonderful Light and all of your songs and contact you for appearances, etc.? Well, you can go to my website. First of all, it's rondatowns.com. And uh, right now the uh, song is on Spotify. It's on YouTube. It's on iTunes. Um, all of the digital outlets, this song is available. And um, we have, uh, we do still have, you can go to my website, uh, and we still have digital download cards, and the prices of those are up on my website for Rhonda Towns, I Want to Be Loved by You. We are going to uh, put uh, I Want to Be Loved by You uh, on uh, this uh, new project because uh, I'm going back in and I'll be completing my uh, second CD, 
with uh, these songs, including Walking in Your Wonderful Light. But we're releasing the, uh, the EP first, all this new technology on how they do things. Gary is amazing. <laughs> mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. We, are re- we are releasing uh, this new uh, project, but we're going to put I Want to Be Loved by You on there uh, as well. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's everywhere. Like I said, Spotify, we debuted very, very well on Spotify for the first week. Almost 10,000 listeners. Uh, listen to the mm, song, mm, which is absolutely mm. amazing. Yeah, yeah. That's so, right. And people are still listening. They're following me. Mm-hmm. We've got a uh, a real, real good audience um, that, you know, we're starting to get more followers as well. So we're really excited mm-hmm. about this song. It's, it's And God is so good. And I, I don't know if you noticed that I put on there, uh, on the C, on this, on the single art, um, you know, when Peter was walking, on the water to Jesus. And I always go back to that. And, and I was being interviewed the other day and a young lady, she asked me, she says, Rhonda, why did you put the scripture there about Peter walking on the water? And in my journey, and my mom would always tell me, you know, you have your challenges and everything that I was mm-hmm. going through, she would, and Jesus would tell Peter sometimes, he says, you know, the, the adversary wants to sift you like wheat. And I would think mm-hmm. about that. And I think about Peter, how he was, walking on the water towards Jesus. And what happened? He had his focus on him. And sometimes I have those challenging moments myself. I have a Peter moment. That's what I call it, mm-hmm. <laughs> where you feel that's like everything right. is going to completely and totally fall apart. And, and But as long as we keep our focus on him, and what Peter did was he stepped out there on that water on faith, and he mm-hmm. was walking on water. But then what did he do? He looked around. He said, oh, my God. I'm walking on water, and here's Jesus way over here, and I got to get to Jesus. <laughs> How am I going to get to Jesus, and I'm, gonna, I'm sinking in this water? But he started letting fear, doubt, and unbelief come into his spirit, and then he started sinking. And then what did he say? He said, save me, Jesus. Save me, save me. And what did you He reached out his hand, and he saved him. And sometimes I feel That's like right. this. I'd be like, oh, my God. Mama, you're the one that told me on February the 6th. <laughs> what are you mm-hmm. waiting for? And then it's like, okay, I'm only doing what you told me to do. But at the same time, <laughs> we have to know that we are walking in his wonderful light. And as long That's as we, right. are in, uh, we are in that place with him, he will not, he cannot lie. He will keep us lifted up and he will hold us up because he is our purpose. He's the perfect. Right. When you're looking at things, don't look at the things. Don't look at the things, but look at him. When you want something, you ask God. God, you tell that person. You direct them. You you open their hearts up in order for them to say yes. You 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 speak to that person, and and he will he will. And Gary, it's just amazing the opportunities now that are that are coming in because I am, and I feel like I am on the on the right path on the right path right now. I really do. That's so, right. And I feel good about and, it. <laughs> and you are and should be. And, again, the continued test of even the question as relates to why did you post the scripture, well, it gave honor to God, and he's going to use it for his glory. You know, and as I was yeah. listening, again, I'm, I'm laughing uh, respectfully <laughs> because it was reminding me where I was sharing with the brethren. Uh, I was telling them about in the word how it talks about a camel being able to, fit through an eye of a needle. 
And they would say, well, why are you mm-hmm. saying that? I said, well, you know, based upon my trials, I said, let me tell you something. I can beat that camel through that eye of the needle. And so they looked, they took that little needle, and little eye of that needle, anybody who knows sewing out there. And if you can yeah. go through that little needle, then you've gone through something. But we all have. Uh, and, again, as you are sharing, the important part is to make sure that we keep our eyes focused on him. And then I was laughing mm-hmm. further when you alluded back to your beloved mom, and I thought about when Adam and Eve, and, of course, Adam, when he was talking to the Lord, you know, he told the Lord that that woman that he gave him, that, that's who caused him to fall. And he knew he, was, he had his God own. gave him the well, I know. So you <laughs> made sure that him. you fell back on your mom. <laughs> you know, yeah. she probably looked at you because she knows you. You came from inside of her. That's funny. But that's the challenges of our life, and we grow from them like you're saying. Rhonda, I also understand you're going to relaunch your radio show and podcast. What's the name of it, and how can listeners tune in? Well, we are looking forward to relaunching it. Most likely it will be in the fall, um, Mm -hmm. a a September uh, relaunch. Uh, It's Plenty More Love. Mm -hmm. It's actually from one of the uh, singles off of uh, mm-hmm. the uh, Rhonda Towns' I Want to Be Loved by You project. And it's about mm-hmm. giving. Um, that's what it's all about. When Jesus died on that cross, mm-hmm. he gave. Uh, he really honest. He that's gave. Right. He, he resurrected us back to our Heavenly Father. And mm-hmm. um, by me, and I always go back, this is my resurrection song. This song has resurrected me back to singing for him. And what Jesus mm-hmm. did was he resurrected us back to our Heavenly Father, that Adam and Eve, and you just mentioned Adam and Eve, uh, because they came together as one, and they ate that fruit mm-hmm. together. And that's the reason why, mm-hmm. you know, we ended up uh, w- w- the way we are, you know, right now. So That's right. Uh, yeah. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. 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 So, um, but, yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, – you know, uh, relaunching the radio uh, show. Uh, it'd be a podcast mm-hmm. this time. And it's so funny. I was thinking about you're interviewing me, and I'm so used <laughs> to, you know, writing my show. And <laughs> it's mm-hmm. hard to, uh, to you know, to not jump ahead mm-hmm. of you. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> just kind of hold right. back because I'm so used to, um, uh, and, you know, asking the questions. So please forgive me mm-hmm. if I get ahead of you. But it's no. No, you're doing uh, just fine. It's no pun. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> no, it's it's your program. And, you know, and just keep in mind, and that's what I'm thankful for, I go back to how God brought us together and so that your story can be shared. And uh, it's an interesting and laughable and powerful sojourn that only you know what you've gone through. Rhonda, you also yeah. support four foundations. What are they? Well, I've worked with uh, Make-A-Wish Foundation, uh, uh, the Make-A-Wish Foundation, the national chapter, I actually uh, shot a, a big, uh, you know, uh, a PS, you know, PSA public service uh, mm-hmm. commercial for them years ago. And then the uh, Make-A-Wish uh, uh, Arizona, uh, Arizona is actually the first chapter of the Make-A-Wish Foundation. It started here. And, uh, and how I was able to uh, get involved with the uh, Make-A-Wish Foundation here in Arizona is because I had uh, a couple of uh, fundraiser concerts for them. And then it was 2009, I think 2010, when everything kind of the economy dropped and fell back then. I was trying to have a concert, and we ended up having to cancel it. 
And um, I, before the concert, I um, I was at the radio station promoting it, and the uh, gentleman that was interviewing me, he said to me, Rhonda, do a mic check. And I said, check one, two, check one, two, three, four. And he said, wow, you got a great radio voice. <laughs> and I was like, ooh, <laughs> this is something. <laughs> I was like, I do. Said, yeah, you got a great radio voice. Your voice is very distinctive. And see, my dad was that way too as well. His his voice just, it was out there. You knew it was his voice. And I've had people say before, mm-hmm. it's like, I knew that was you, Rhonda. And they can hear me talking mm-hmm. on the, like if I'm in the grocery store, I knew that was you. And uh, so that's how I got involved with uh, Make-A-Wish Foundation. And then uh, the other one was Save the Family Foundation. Uh, they were a part of me helping them, too, as well, right here in Arizona. And then the Military <laughs> Assistance uh, Mission, uh, which is, um, you know, Margie Bonds. Her uh, son was um, killed in, uh, I think it was Iraq that her son was uh, was killed in the war. And I got involved with her in helping with uh, soldiers, uh, paying their electric bills and singing and raising money for her. So I, I believe that we should give back. Uh, but you have the bigger nonprofit organizations that are out there, but then you have so many small uh, nonprofit uh, uh, nonprofit organizations that are in our communities that are nestled in the corners of our communities that we don't hear about in a big way. And for the most part, a lot of these nonprofit uh, organizations are started because of a loss that they have personally gone through, and they fill the gap. So that someone else will be helped, just like uh, you know, just like from from their hurt, then they fill the, the gap to help someone else. So, um, yeah, and that's the reason why uh, Margie mm-hmm. uh, Bond she started military assistance mission. She helps pay uh, you know utility bills uh, for uh, families that are are here mm-hmm. uh, here in, in in our country. She helps she helps out mm-hmm. with them. So. Uh, yeah, yeah, so those are the four that I have been involved with right here mm-hmm. in Arizona. And they're great organizations, yep. they are. That's right. And and see how uh, you are, apart from using the gifts that God has blessed you with, you're ensuring through shoe leather that you are helping to pay for it for other people's lives. And I was listening to you, as again, as you were sharing about your beloved dad and what he was, the advice mm-hmm. he was giving you as relates to voice and calling out your name uh, from your dad and mom. And I was laughing again while you were sharing because I remember <laughs> my beloved mom, you know, you try to hide in a crowd somewhere and then and, and you always recognize your name because they always yeah. have a nickname for you. If they don't bring out your, your middle initial, they have that nickname. <laughs> And all of a sudden, you recognize <laughs> that, that voice, and you yeah. respond. I know. Oh, I know. Oh, I yeah. know. Yeah. Rhonda, well, my mom. Uh, go ahead. No, no go, go ahead. ahead. No, no, go ahead. I was going to say that. I was, I was, I was, I was going to say that. You know, everybody calls me Rhonda, but my nickname is Sissy or Sis. So, mm-hmm. uh, my mom could call me a certain way, and she would say, "Ah, Sis." <laughs> and then my dad's name. <laughs> Was uh, his, you know, James Edward Towns. But then when she would say, "Ah, oh, Billy," that was his nickname. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Daddy would turn and look a certain way. So mm-hmm. <laughs> the mind mm-hmm. was, "Ah, sis." <laughs> so I, I definitely know what you're talking about for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. As you look back to singing in church choir, 
modeling TV and commercials leading to today. Trials continue healing and the favor of God. Did you ever think God would be using your story and voice to touch and reach many lives for his glory, especially after re-surrendering to him? You know, um, Gary, um, the one thing that we have to do is we have to yield to him. And you say, Lord, let your divine perfect will be done. We cannot go against what he has not ordained, and that's the thing. And I can think about myself and the struggle that I went through, uh, you know, uh, going through the uh, divorce and coming back and healing, going to counseling because I had to, uh, because I uh, got in that in that dark place that I, I needed to talk to someone. Um, and like I said, I promised I promised our heavenly Father that I would sing for Him. And the one other thing is, is I, I hope that my story will be a story that will help other people that, you know, were like that are right now like me, that you feel like that you don't know what you're going to do and you feel like that all the hope is gone. Uh, I mean, there were times that I felt like that I just, you know, I, I, didn't, I didn't want to go on at all. I never thought about taking my life or anything like that. You know, some people, and, and, and it's very sad, but um, that, people do come to that conclusion, which is, like I said, it's very, very sad. But there was a time in my life where, you know, my brother had passed and my uh, dad had passed, but I just felt like I wanted to be around them. I, I needed something. I needed to hear something from my dad. I mean, he could, like I said, he could always tell me something that would just, I would just snap out of it. And, um, and it's so sad that some people, they can't snap out of it. But for me, I was determined. There was the fight in me because I knew who God had made me to be. And when T.D. Jake said that, he says, I want you to come back to you. When that resonated in my spirit, my mind, my soul, I want you to come back to the strong person that I made you to be, that you would not buckle down under anything, the fire in you. I want that to come out in you. And that's what it meant. And uh, I want to be able to tell my story, to tell another person that feels like that they don't have any hope, that they can't go on, that they just they that they just can't do it anymore. I mean, I I started driving for for Vio. I never will forget. And I tell you this little story. I picked up this lady, and she was a homeless lady. That could have been me. The fight in me, that fight in me, would not let me give up. And God just opened a door every every step of the way. I just kept on, I, I isolated myself, even though I isolated myself from other people, but I was continually it, talking to him in that secret place with him. And I picked her up. She was at a, a homeless shelter, and she told me, she says, I can't stay at the homeless shelter um, because they won't let me stay there. I have to be out here, uh, you know, looking for work. And it was, the temperature was, just astronomically, just, I mean, you know how hot it gets out here in Arizona. Mm-hmm. We get up to 118 mm-hmm. degrees. And all she had, she put it in mm-hmm. my car. And she told me that she had been married 22, 23 years and what she had to go through. And I listened to her, and I was like, oh, my God. And, I, and, and, and God had miraculously, the job that I had gotten, he gave me 
pretty much a, a, a brand new car, but that was on faith that he gave me this car so I could use that mm-hmm. car to work. And um, if you don't give up, and I always tell people this, if you do not give up, God will not stop giving. He will not because he promised you. And um, my, my, my inspiration to someone else, don't give up. Don't let anybody take who God made you to be, that person, because that person did not give you life. God That's breathed right. the breath of life into you just like he breathed the breath of life into them, into everybody. And uh, mm-hmm. you and, and in the song, when I say in the song, Walking in Your Wonderful, you've got to love somebody. We've got to love somebody. You've got to love yourself first. Once you mm-hmm. learn how to love your, yourself first, you will not allow anybody, nobody, to come in and take away who God made you to be, no matter what. No matter what. So that's what I hope that with this song that I will be able to, you know, express my journey of coming back, coming back to my first love and that singing for him. From that little girl in, in, in Alabama when the kids at school would say, Rhonda, you know, the, it would be raining outside and we couldn't, we couldn't go outside and, you know, and practice track, play volleyball. And the kids would say, Rhonda, sing a song, sing a song. And it would be never grow old, Jesus loves me. I would sing those songs to the kids so that we would sit there and, and they would just be clapping their hands. I would get on the front of the school bus. I mean, it's like kids can't even stand up on the school buses anymore. But this little <laughs> boy, he was, his, his, his name was John McCoy. I never knew he said, Rhonda, sing, never grow old. And the bus driver would look up and look back at me and she says, come on up, Rhonda, and sing. And I would literally go to the front of the school bus and I would sing, never grow old. <laughs> <laughs> so those, those things helped me. Those things helped me right. to what I am today. And that track runner that, you know, still to this day would run track, and it's like that was the strength that God put in me, that I would not give up. I was not going to let anybody beat me running track. So why would I allow someone to come into my spirit to take away what God made me to be? He made me that strong spirit. Nobody else. That's nobody right. else. That's and so that's right. what I hope that my story will be is that I will be able to help other women, other men as, as, as well, anyone right. that this true story would, would apply to. So, oh, yeah. You know, <laughs> Make me want to shout God, right now. You. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> praise, <clears throat> praise him for your story and your sojourn. You know, again, uh, reminded of it, and uh, it's allowing me to be able to share as well. I remember in... Um, uh, 2019, that whole year uh, uh, getting along uh, with God uh, in my quiet space. And uh, after about um, nine people close to me uh, translating over, and I just got quiet. And to such a degree that uh, for one whole year, did not use my voice, didn't lose my voice, just didn't use it. And uh, Mm -hmm. that was a powerful time. And when you talk about using your voice for singing, I use mine in writing. And that's the way I express Mm -hmm. myself from the inside out. And so as God is using you and as he's using me, those gifts that he's blessed us with so that, again, no matter who is supposed to be listening, hopefully they take the message that God is blessing them with 
and apply it to their life if they want to. Because as you know, a lot of people may not want to hear that which is meant for them to hear, but it will come a day in time where they have no alternative but to hear and apply it for their lives. Rhonda, what final words do you have for the listeners? Well, the one thing that I would like to say is is that, and I, I and my dad, he seared it in my mind, and it it was seared. Never give up, no matter what it looks like. Never get up. Never, never give up. And my mom, there's no such thing as can't. If they can do it, you can do it too. And um, just stay true to our Heavenly Father. Talk to him. He's there. He listens. He hears. He's all around us. Don't think that he's not there. He gives me a time, uh, and he, he and he, he comes to me. I can be troubled in my spirit. I remember when my brother passed away, he gave me a time of 4.33 a.m. in the morning. And when I'm troubled in my spirit, I can literally be like, I can wake up and I look at the clock and I'd be thinking about things and it's just going on and on in my mind. And then I'll turn over and I'll look at the clock and it'll say 4.33. And I know he's there. And I literally open up my eyes at 4.33 a.m. in the morning. And then the other, uh, the other day, the other night he came to me, 3.33, call on me and I will answer and show you great and mighty things that you know not of. Because, like, sometimes I have that Peter moment, uh, Gary. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's right. And That's right. I do. I have that Peter moment. But then he lets me know that I'm with you. I promised you. I told you I would not forsake or leave you alone. And all I can say is, is that, if God, if he gives it to you, can't nobody, no one can take it away from you. When he opens a door, no man can close it. If he closes it, no man can open it. And I do really honestly and truly feel in my heart right now that he has opened the door. And the team, we have a little small team, and uh, it's come together. And he's, uh, he's, he's doing great and mighty, mighty things for me. He really is. But I mm-hmm. had to yield to him. Yield to him. That's what we have to do. Once you yield to him. It ain't over until God says it's over. There you have it. That's right. That's right. Well, well, well. Rhonda, my beloved sister of the household of faith, thank you for taking the time to come on Challenges of Faith radio program and return anytime you so desire. Well, I will, Gary, and thank you so much. (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome. Listeners. Rhonda says she is not a black artist trying to sound country. She is country. She agrees when I sing a song, they say I'm trying to sound too country. But that's how I hear the music in my spirit. My voice collaborates and gels for how that song was written. She continues with everything that is going on in our world and our country. I am praying that my voice will be a healing for everybody. Ponder what she is saying and all that she said, irrespective of her own personal sojourn. She keeps it real about who she is and where she comes from. Do you? She desires as a result of being healed from within by God to want others to be healed as well. 
using what is going on here in the United States and globally. It starts with you and me too. And finally, God used Rhonda today, and for those of you tuning in later to discuss having a genuine or renewed relationship with him, even from a prodigal standpoint, returning to one's first love, I've been there, have you? Rhonda said that her song is the promise of my heavenly father that he would bring me back to my true love and that is to perform and sing for him. She says, I learned to trust in him completely and totally during the process of my healing while walking in this wonderful life. It's time for all of us humans and humans to return to our first love, and then we will be able to be what we should, need, and must be with each other not only with the help of God, but as Rhonda attested to, only with his help after we have surrendered to him. You know, a genuine relationship. I'm Gary McCants, and thank you for listening. And you can read Rhonda's contact information on the show notes. We close with Rhonda's songs, two of them. So again, I encourage each of you to listen to the words and apply them to your life. i
Hey. Okay. 